Hallelujah. Something good is about to happen to you. My name is Raphael Agadama and I am nothing without the Holy Spirit. On fire for today, I'll be teaching on the topic, the laying on of hands. The laying on of hands. Let us pray. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus, for your mercy. Father, we give you praise. I'm praying for all my listeners right now. The mercy of God has become your robe. The help of God has located you. In the name of Jesus, the Spirit of God comes upon you, raising you to new levels of victory, causing your ears to be open to hear God's voice, quickening your hearts to be able to do God's will, opening your eyes to be able to see the things of the Spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I call you blessed and you are lifted in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. The laying on of hands. Many questions have arisen concerning the laying on of hands. In the church today and even in the world, it is important for the believer to understand why certain things are done, the effect of such practices, and the gravity that they carry. It is in this wise that I have decided to teach on this topic, the laying of hands. So why do we lay hands on people? Is it biblically correct? Did God instruct us to lay hands on people? What happens when hands are laid on people? Why do people fall under the power of the Holy Spirit when hands are laid on them? Is laying of hands exclusive to only the church? What are the dangers of laying on of hands? What are the blessings that comes with laying on of hands? What are the reasons for hands being laid on people? When you begin to look into scripture, you discover that the laying on of hands began as a very, very old tradition, but it was given by the Lord. Because you would remember that when a burnt offering wanted to be offered, the Lord would instruct Moses to lay his hands on the head of that burnt offering. We also had the times when the Israel had to leave or receive mercy and forgiveness of sins by shedding of the blood of an animal. And that was where we began to talk about the Lord's goat. You know, we talked about the Lord's goat and then we also talked about and the scapegoats. Remember that the priest will have to take on all the sins of Israel and lay it upon the goat, laying his hands on that goat. Then it is assumed, or scripturally, God now sees that that goat has taken the sin, or that ram has taken the sin of all Israel. And it will be led to go and die at the outskirts of the city. That's the scapegoat. So by laying of on of hands on that animal, it simply means there was transference. So the first thing you need to understand about the laying on of hands is that it enables transference of spirits, transference of gifts, transference of graces, tra- in fact, complete 
transference. So, when hands are laid on you, many things can be transferred. That's what you need to understand. Hebrews chapter 6 from verse 1 to 2. The Bible says, Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundations of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of the doctrine of baptism, of the laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. Simply means that laying on of hands is one of the principles of Christ. Laying on of hands refers to placing your hands upon someone in a spiritual act. What is the purpose of this activity? There are several reasons for the laying on of hands outlined in scripture. The list is not exhaustive, but number one is for the release of healing. One of the primary ways that Jesus healed the sick was to lay hands on them. And he also gave us that instruction. Lay your hands on the sick and they will recover. So, the power of the Holy Spirit moved into the bodies of people as Jesus touched them and they were healed. Luke chapter 4 verse 40 describes the laying on of hands in the healing ministry of Jesus. It says, when the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. The laying on of hands is one of the ordained ways to heal the sick as a believer. Probably uh, you don't feel the strong anointing of God for healing at the moment. And once you lay your hands on the sick, it is a principle. God says they will be healed. So take that principle and use it. It's to your advantage. Number two. Laying on of hands brings about a commission into service. Laying on of hands is used to commission people into ministry and other callings. Acts chapter 13 records Paul and Barnabas being released into the apostolic ministry. Verse 3 says, Then, having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. Up until this point, Paul and Barnabas were functioning as teachers in the church of, at Antioch. But after these events, they were referred to as apostles. After hands were laid on them. The laying on of hands can change a man's status. <laughs> the laying on of hands can take you from a, a, a nobody to a somebody. When the right hands are laid on you, your life can change forever. When the wrong hands are laid on you, chai, your life can diminish, depreciate, and emaciate. <laughs> you need to trust God for wisdom in this regard. Because when hands are laid on you, things begin to happen so the question now is who is laying hands on you what is that person's capacity in the spirit what has god done for that person that you have seen what graces does that person carry you need to be very careful and conscious about these things because there are many believers who have made it a practice and whenever they step into any place and it's a worship place it just looks like a worship place just let there be cross let there be a bible they will Bring their head and say, please, touch it, touch it. And you do not know that your head is your temple. It is the heart. It is the focal point. In fact, if you check, if you check in biology, you discover that your head, another name for your head is temple. So when hands are laid on your head, it is the foremost 
place that transmits to the whole of your system. That's why when people do rituals, you know, they focus on the head, pouring libation, you know, using animals around the head because whatever happens to the head happens to the body. So you don't just throw your head to anybody. Say, just come touch it, touch it, touch it. No. The laying of hands is a sacred practice. In fact, I advise and admonish people not to allow hands to be laid on them suddenly by people who they have never met, number one, by people who the Spirit of God inside of you has not testified, does not bear witness that that person carries the glory and the grace of God, by people who you have not sat under for a while to see and experience their ministry and their teachings and you are now convinced that they have all that... uh, you actually need or that there's a grace in them that God wants them to, to give to you. Not every prayer demands laying of hands. So what can be spoken? Decrees can be made. The power of God can move. At some point as a young man, I loved laying on hands on people. You know, after a while, I had to ask the Lord, Lord, elevate me to a level where I don't need to lay hands on everybody. Because there are certain times you can lay hands on a person and... If you are not spiritually fit, instead of you doing a transfer, a transfer from you to that person, there will be a transfer from that person to you. Many persons have laid hands on on people and suddenly they began to lust. And for seven days, anything that works in skirts, the man of God keeps looking and is wondering, oh my home, oh my home, when shall I see my home? What what has happened to him? A, A transfer of lust from a recipient has come upon him because of the window there's there is a transference of spirits when hands are being laid the same thing if somebody who carries a heavy grace lays hands on you that grace can transfer and you then begin to operate by ease number three the third reason why hands are laid is for impartation of the power of the Holy Spirit. If you read Acts, you begin to read the book of Acts, I think chapter 19, you begin to read from verse 1 to somewhere around verse 10, you discover that when Paul met certain people, he began to ask them, he said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? They said, we don't know if there's a Holy Ghost. He taught them about the Holy Spirit and in verse 6, he laid his hands on them. They began to speak with tongues and prophesy. Suddenly, they were filled with the Holy Ghost and then the gift of the Spirit came upon them to prophesy. So many times, it is easy to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit by the laying on of hands. I've seen many, many, countless numbers receive the Holy Ghost by the laying on of my hands. So it is, it, it is beautiful. Now, also the laying on of hands is, is used as a means for the release of blessings and also the release of curses. You remember, you remember that when Isaac wanted to depart, he laid his hands on who? He laid his hands on that his son. When he laid his hands on him, it was a transfer. Esau and Jacob, yeah? Do you remember that Jacob 
had gone to bring venison. And when he had brought venison, Isaac laid his hands on him and blessed him. So that when Esau came, he said, so all the blessing has been released. How was he released? By words and by the laying on of hands. You also remember that when Joseph brought his children to his father, Jacob, to pray for them. When his children came, remember that Jacob stretched forth his hands, crossing it over, putting his left hand on Manasseh and putting his right hand on Ephraim. And Joseph was like, Father, it is not supposed to be so because Manasseh is the first child. You're supposed to put your right hand on him. But his father said, leave it like that. <laughs> Later on, we discover it was now Ephraim before Manasseh. The laying on of hands means a lot. So when hands are laid on you as parents, when you lay hands on your children, you, you are releasing blessings. Your hands carry your DNA. Your hands carry the very life that flows inside of you. Why is it that your your fingerprints cannot be the same with anybody's own upon the surface of the earth. Why is it that they use that your fingerprints for authentication? Why? Your hands carry certain level of authority. No wonder when Moses was, was, was right there in the battlefield, it was his hand lifted up that made Israel to win. When his hands came down, they were losing. Now, the Bible also says, people are also careful because scripture says, lay hands, don't lay hands suddenly on any man so that you will not partake of his sins. So, this makes some Christians to be skeptical. Say, it's laying on of hands, sinful. It is not. What scripture is talking about in that line is that, referring to Paul was speaking about leadership because when you lay hands on people and commission them into service, into ministry, into leadership, Paul is saying that when you lay hands on them, you've given them influence, you've given them authority. You've given them influence, you've given them authority. And whatever sin they will later on commit because of the influence that has been given to them can be directed to the fact that you commissioned them into office. So he said, don't be sudden, don't be quick to lay hands because if that person has a sinful intent, it will now be that you gave him authority or access or deeper platform to perpetrate that wickedness so i want to stop here i believe you've learned something the laying on of hands is very very important in the house of god as a christian as a believer but you need to be wise you need to be careful hands have been laid on people and suddenly they don't understand where they were anymore Hands have been laid on people and they were lifted from nothing to something. So it's a beautiful thing. It is to the advantage of the believer. Although the enemy has hijacked, there are are people all around creeping, doing very fetish things via the laying on of hands. So this is my advice to you. 
when you don't have peace about a minister of the gospel you don't have peace about a place where you entered into your spirit is not bearing witness you don't really know this person you've not sat under this person for a long time you've not been listening to the person's messages before you attended that meeting or the person just says come here i want to lay my hands on you you know some people because they they have the microphone and you are there if you refuse to look like ah this this is you know it's rebellion but there's wisdom in addressing these matters number one you can use humility and tell the man of god speak sir just speak a word i'm okay do you understand you know the centurion said that he said you don't have to come to my house just speak a word well if the person is still insisting and you have a nudging in your spirit then there is a way to excuse yourself by wisdom there's a way to excuse yourself even before it gets to your turn if you are not okay as a young young boys we used to do that we'll just excuse ourselves from the meeting go and ease yourself by the time the meeting is over you come back sometimes you didn't go there by yourself you went with your uncle you went with your auntie you went with somebody so you need wisdom to know how to navigate in such a time at other times when you don't have any other option you can lay your hands on your head and decree a shield and speak words, words of protection, words of preservation, annulling whatever it is. Or you can also go to a man of God who is higher in authority and caliber and say, somebody laid hands on me and since then I've been feeling funny. Sir, please, relay your hand so that something can change. I pray for you in the name of Jesus, the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you, the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you and give you peace by all means. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you rest on every side. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. God bless you. My name is Raphael Agadama and I am nothing without the Holy Spirit. I would like to receive your questions on this topic. Send me a message right now. Let me know what your thoughts are, what your questions are, what your experiences have been regarding this topic. And I believe I will be able to answer these questions and I'll write you right back. God bless you. Remember, do not be afraid, only believe. You have been listening to Apostle Raphael Agadama of Trails of Fire International. We believe you have been blessed for prayers, counseling or partnership. Please call 080-709-24996 or send us an email to our email address at trailsoffireoffice at gmail.com.